0: And I'm not advising anybody to do the way I live my life or uh, deal with like problems like with breast cancer, because I think it is a valuable thing to let your emotions out, talk to somebody. I just have a, an extremely hard time doing that.
1: In our society, women typically outlive men. The fact has been baked into our culture as a norm as it is an expectation, especially in spouse relationships. But what happens when a female partner suffers a debilitating disease? How do men handle it? It may surprise you just how much men internalize their fears and stress to appear strong to their friends and family in the face of such dread. Well, I talked with talk show host Steve Wilkos about how he dealt with his wife's cancer, and the response he gave me will surprise you. This is Things Men Don't Talk About. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Said I got to say something, baby, hand me the I said I got to say something, better hand me the Uh Mr. Steve, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. So this is awesome. I appreciate you doing this. Um, and especially on this topic, uh, that uh men do not talk about with other men. And hopefully we can help them get the ball rolling, but Um, We're going to talk about our spouse or our partner's um, illness, and especially cancer, as we we do see cancer on the rise and our partners and our female um, partners and stuff. And so men don't really discuss with each other how they're feeling, how, you know, the other guy's doing with it or anything. And I just want to get your input because you're on TV. You are this guy that has this very amazing background. You were a police officer being a security kind of like for the Jerry Springer show. Now having your own show, you kind of like had to, how can I say, not show your feelings in a way on TV or or even as a police officer. So um, let's dive into dealing with your wife's cancer and and how that affected you and, and and how did you deal with that?
0: Well, you know, like just about anybody who probably gets a diagnosis, it comes as a shock, especially, you know, my wife was, uh, you know, in her 40s at the time. It's mind blowing because this happened in 2019, you know, by the grace of God that she even got it discovered, right? Because If it would have been a year later during the pandemic, you know, a lot of medical checkups and procedures were delayed, right? Because people weren't doing them like physicals and stuff like that because of the pandemic and, you know, not being able to go to the hospital and things like that. So in 2019, my wife went for her annual mammogram. The very next day, they called her up and said, we need you to come back right away. Well, we knew that wasn't good, right? Like, yeah. We knew right off the bat, she was diagnosed with, um, I think, stage 3 breast cancer, which was pretty bad. Yeah. And it was spreading super aggressive. She had such an advanced spread of her cancer that, you know, usually when you have breast cancer and she had to have a double mastectomy, they, you know, it's months later when you have it. Well, she had it two weeks later. In fact, I think it was, uh, she had it the day before Thanksgiving uh, four years ago. Wow. So we're coming up like on the anniversary of it. You know, when you get that diagnosis, you know, I'm living a charm life, right? Like I have a great career, great wife, great kids. You know, my life is pretty good. And something like this just shatters it, right? Like yeah, super, so many sleepless nights because, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm a very hands-on dad. I Ever since my kids were born, I get summers off with them because of the taping schedule. So I'm very heads on. But I don't fool myself and think like, oh, I'm the center of my kid's life. No, mom is. And my wife is. So to to think like, and I, you know, like you start racing thoughts like, oh, my God, what if I lose my wife? And I don't know how to raise these kids on my own. And, you know, what am I going to do? And, were you, know, you
1: scared? Were you scared was, when you I, got that guy? I,
0: I was super scared. and. I had a lot of anxiety, like I said, a lot of sleepless nights and, you know, because it was a terrible diagnosis. It wasn't a, uh, a, you know, oh, we're going to treat you with radiation, this and that. She had to have double mastectomy, had to go through chemo and everything else. So, yeah, my mind went to terrible places and thinking, what am I going to do? And I'm going to lose my life partner. And But uh, we're very fortunate. We had a great oncologist and, um, you know, she did well with the chemo and, she tortured herself by doing the cold cap, which if people aren't familiar, a cold cap is, it basically frees your skull while you're going through chemotherapy wow. so that you don't lose your hair. And I told my wife, I said, hey, if you lose your hair, what's the big deal? You have two baldies for parents and stuff.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you, did you have anybody to talk with? Was anybody checking on you? Was anybody saying, Steve, how are you doing? Because, you know, when yeah. we do get this diagnosis, we do worry about the person who has it, but we don't worry about the male kind of because we think, OK, he's strong. He's putting on this great front.
0: You know, I got to say, I'm not the kind of person that really talks a lot, which kind of is a bad thing. I've had a problem throughout my life where I have real meaningful conversations. Even when I went through a depression, you know, when I moved out here in 2009, I went through a horrible depression and I didn't talk to anybody. I I, I fought it on my own, which was a terrible thing to do. But um that's just the way I'm wired. And so I guess I didn't reach out to people. And, you know, my father-in-law who married my uh, wife's mother, he previously had been married and his wife died of breast cancer. So, uh, you know, he, he, he talked me through a lot of stuff, but um, you know, back then when he, his wife had it, you know, 40 years ago, whatever it was, that was a kiss of death. Like you got it. And you know, yeah. uh, things are much better now, but you know, that's, you're right. Most people are all focused on the women, but as a man, especially when you have kids still at home, you're raising them again. I, I don't fool myself and think like, God, I am a great dad. I am. But you know, my wife, does everything for the kids and at that time my wife was working with my daughter applying for colleges and right. doing things like that and in
1: the show too i mean that was the thing she she was doing yeah, everything so for you. it was she crazy she missed a
0: little list. she missed a few months because of uh the chemo and and the surgery and stuff like that but yeah we had the uh, you know the show goes on and you battle through it and you know when i'm on stage and i'm trying to you know have empathy for some of the stories on stage while the whole time is running background in my mind what my wife is going through it was tough it was a really tough period in in, in my life
1: yeah so how did you how did you work through that i mean since you said you you keep it to yourself what we we do and and that's why i wanted to have these conversations with different men about different things and this one is where yeah. I know someone right now who's listening is probably going through the same thing that you did and know that I can't speak up or I don't want to talk to it with my buddies. Do you, do you feel like we got to We got to sit down with somebody.
0: I don't think I ever got to that point. Cause again, like, you know, me and my wife are very private and, uh, but I, I, me and my wife had a million conversations and, okay. uh, you know it was kind of a wake-up call. we got our ducks in a row after that, like we did a you know estate planning and things like that because like God forbid something would have happened to her and what if something happened to me and my kid you know so uh we really I had a will at the time, but uh me and my wife had wills, but they were fifteen years old at the time, so we 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 had discussions like that, like what's gonna happen and we need to prepare and uh things like that so me and my wife just had you know which I think most people can understand. We had a million conversations. And so I guess, unfortunately, I, I put my burden back at her. <laughs> so so did,
1: you, did you wish that some guys would, do you wish some of your guys buddies would have kind of like sat and talked with you or do you wish you funny would have talked Because
0: them? Men, men, you know, I have good friends and you know, they were uh, there for me, but we didn't talk about it a lot. Like I told them, about what was going on, and then that was basically it, and people would say, "How's your wife doing the The one thing about my little town that we live in uh the community really rallied around, and uh, a lot of the wives made dinners for us, and I'll say this: my wife had friends that really stepped up to the plate, and uh even men, like some of the other dads, so my son was in baseball, and uh the dads would drive my son to practices and pick him up and drive him home so I could be with my wife. Um, So people were tremendously supportive. And like I said, a lot of the wives made us dinners uh, for us, uh, taking things off our plate that normally would be on it. So that part, I I think my wife had a really great support system. But I think, men, it's like taboo. You just feel like guys don't talk. And they're like, I think my friends were only going to reach out as much as I reached out. And I didn't reach out. So you know, they didn't want to feel like they were intruding or and 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 I would advise people, you do need to talk to people. you do need to express your fears and everybody in my family, I think or my friends, you know, they look at me kind of like he's tough, he can handle anything. Well, you can't handle everything. that's the truth. And uh, like I said, even when I went through my depression, I think I would have been much better off if I would have talked to people about it, and I would probably would have been much better off talking about this cancer diagnosis and what my wife was going through. And if you can imagine going through a double mastectomy, a woman all of a sudden then feels like they're not a woman anymore. And is my my husband going to look at me the same anymore? And, you know, I tell my wife, I go, you're crazy. I go, you know, dude, nothing changes on my end at all.
1: Yeah, let me add that. That's one thing right there. So you said it perfectly that your wife started to have insecurities about how you were going to feel about her. Can I ask? I I mean, I know it's, but were you, were you kind of like having second thoughts at all or about her? No,
0: never. Good. not
1: I mean, I've been with my, listen, I married
0: my wife when I was 36. So I'd been in a lot of relationships before I met my wife and I never felt like I was truly in love, you know, never. Uh, Even when I was in relationships, I'm like, this is a big mistake. And I didn't get out of them as fast as I should have and things like that. But When I met my wife, like, I knew, like, and I, you know, people say, oh, what's the secret of marriage? Secret of marriage is marrying the right person, period. (laughs) You marry the right person, everything, you know, you're going to have fights and ups and downs, but you'll get through anything. And and I think that's why me and my wife were able to get through this kind of seamlessly because we were there for each other. I was there with her, you know, and, and unfortunately, when she was going through her chemo, uh, was the beginning of 2020. So when it hit in March of 2020, we couldn't even go into the chemo treatments and be with her anymore. She was there. And what the sad thing was, when my wife got done with chemo, you ring the bell that you're done with. chemo. she was ringing the bell all by herself. There's nobody there, you know, and it was a tough time because not only my wife was going through that, her dad was 75 at the time, got COVID and passed away. Um, so she was dealing with a lot, you know, she yeah. lost her dad during this time, just, uh, going through that in uh, the chemo when I was there, it, it's brutal, you know, cause yeah. they're pumping all kind of chemicals in you, poison basically to kill this disease. While my wife was going through this, our old neighbors in park Ridge, uh, our neighbors right behind us, we were very close. I'm still close with them, not as much cause we live out here, but yeah. Uh, the sister-in-law, the woman, her her sister had the same type of cancer uh, that my wife had, and she went into remission. Everything was great, and then all of a sudden, she she it came back. She died within a month. Wow! So that, like a dumb idiot, I tell my wife, <laughs> "What a <laughs> stupid, stupid mistake on my part," because then that just it threw my wife in a tailspin. Like I I don't know what the, I was thinking telling her. Well, did you uh,
1: think that she was, do you think, okay, hey, you know what, She's she needs to have this, it's going to help her, or or kind of connecting or something?
0: I don't know why. I mean, honestly, I just was making a conversation. Oh, our old neighbor, you know, remember? Yeah. you know, so-and-so passed away. And then, you know, not thinking, oh, my God, my, that's just going to make things worse. But and,
1: Steve, can I ask you, were you thinking that, okay, you know what, I'm going to treat her like she is, like like the cancer's not here. I'm going to treat her regularly. So you she know what the problem is? Important.
0: The problem is I look at my wife like people look at me. Oh, he's tough. He can handle anything. Yeah. And I look at my wife like she's superwoman, you know, like my wife is one of the toughest women I know. I mean, she's she's not like me, like I'm better now as I get older, but I used to be a hothead and, you know, (laughs) like all over the map emotion wise. My wife is like even keel uh, straight across the board, doesn't get up too up, doesn't get too down, really has kept me in check over the years. And so I just, you know, I thought like she'd be able to handle anything, but it that was a mistake on my part. It really yeah. was a stupid mistake.
1: Any part of the time of, of going to this, did you ever feel guilty in any way for like you being healthy or you needing things, uh, you know, for your job, for yourself or anything like that? Did you ever feel guilty at, at any time?
0: No, because I I think I I did make it all about her when she went through it. I didn't care about myself at all. I normally don't though. I never think of myself. I'm always making sure my kids got what they need, uh making sure they're happy. You know, you really do, and you know this as a father. Like you throw yourself in front of a speeding train to save your kids. So I never I ever since my kids were born, I never cared. But even when I was a cop, I thought I was Superman. I never wore a bulletproof vest, which we were supposed to do. I always thought nothing can happen to me, you know, but then, you know, you go along through life, you find out things can happen to you. So, you know, I think I was very supportive of my wife. I was with her all the time, was going to chemo while I could. She had great friends that would also go to the chemo treatments. We'd always have, be able to have one other person. So, you know, she had a rotation of friends and colleagues that would come. and And, and like I said, not only going through chemo, you're getting your head fro- uh, frozen off because you know she's trying to keep her hair, yeah. And uh, and you know, I'll say that was that was a big thing for another one. You know, I said about the breasts, your breasts are gone, you know, she didn't want to go bald too. Like, you know, can you imagine for a woman, all of a sudden you're bald and you got no breasts? Like, it's it's got to yeah. f- screw with you unbelievably,
1: yeah, uh, definitely. And that's one thing that you know, again, I mean, we don't get to discuss with each other how that worried you, and so. Let me ask: Have you changed your way of talking now to to your buddies and stuff, and and checking on them uh, after going through something like this?
0: I can't say I've changed my ways. Like when I have problems, like uh, unfortunately I've never been very good of dealing with them with other people. I had a DUI a few years ago, and um, that was a wake up call for me to stop drinking. And you know, I, I'm the kind of person like you know, people they want you to go AA and this and that. And for me, it was just like okay you know, alcohol's becoming a problem in my life. I'm just gonna stop. And I did. Like I kind of always been that way. I know when things are what I should do and what I shouldn't do. It's real simple. Like and that's like from the Marine Corps, right? Like the Marine Corps is like, okay, don't make excuses. You know what you need to do to get this done, that done. And so I, I've been that way. I and, and I and I'm not advising anybody to do the way I live my life or uh deal with like problems like with breast cancer because I think it is a valuable thing to let your emotions out, talk to somebody. I just have a, an extremely hard time doing that.
1: I, I'm very surprised right now, Steve, because you're sitting here talking with me. And also, I think on the show, you know, you express sometimes when you you talk about, listen, I, I know where you've been or, you know, I've been around people like that. So th- I'm very surprised you're thinking that way where I'm sitting there going, wait, you're, you're, you're like literally talking to me about this and help me understand more about guys that go through this thing where they, again, they don't talk and, and you're sitting there talking, which is good. When that's what, you know, we want them to do. And so um, I'm amazed. Maybe I changed you. Steve, did I change you? Did I just have a Wilco's moment? Did I do something? Well, this is probably the first time I've ever talked about this.
0: And I even asked my wife, I said, hey, you know, Brad in Arizona, he wants to talk about I said, is that right? If I talk about it, she said, yeah, of course. But I wanted to make sure that she was comfortable that I'd be talking about such a personal thing. And um, so, yeah, this is probably the first time I've ever talked to anybody publicly about this
1: and i think you know i'm gonna say hopefully on behalf of your wife and a lot of women out there i think they do want their their partner their their man to go and talk because i think they do see them hurting women pick it up on better than than men do you know and i think maybe that's why you know we do need to get out there and talk because our spouse our partner wants us to so that way it relieves something so
0: well like i said like when when obviously when things go bad in my life i rely on my wife and you know, I felt like, you know, I had to pull the reins back of burning her about what I was going through because I don't want to put any more on her plate. Like, but I had to choke it down, like all the fears I had, all the sleepless nights. And but she knew it because I'm laying right next to her and she knew I wasn't sleeping and yeah, uh, just, and you know, trying to figure out what my next steps were, what I needed to do. God forbid plan for the worst, you know. And that's a tough thing to do because obviously me and my wife got married. And you think, okay, we're going to be married for fifty years or whatever, and we're going to be together forever. And then all of a sudden, like something gets thrown in, you think, well, how much time do I have? I would advise anybody who's maybe going through that to realize, you know, you know, there is other people affected by the breast, like my kids. I know they were affected. God forbid they would have lost their mom. You know, so uh, there's a, there's other people other than the person dealing with it, you know, especially the people closest. And, but again, I, you know, I'm very thankful that uh, we had a great support system. We had friends and family that were super supportive. And I mean, there were people that, you know, on the, on the cusp of your life that even reached out and Hey, you know, people were like, Hey, we can get you in Sloan Kettering in New York. And, you know, all these different things. And people just wanted to make sure that we were, you know, getting the best treatment and, like, again, uh, Dr. Steve Lowe at Stanford Hospital, just incredible guy, incredible oncologist, and, you know, saved my wife's life, you know?
1: Well, Steve, that is our time right there. And I wanna say, you know what? I'm here, I, I love our friendship that has started and and talking supposedly us both being Midwestern guys and also knowing that we don't wanna burden people. It's kind of interesting that, you know, the business that we're in, that we're here to help people and then we don't wanna burden people that when we need help. so you know what? You got my number. I got yours. And that's why I I do this podcast, because I want to make sure that we do talk about things that, of course, men don't talk about. And that's why things men don't talk about need to be done more. Steve, thank you. Thank you, man.
0: Nice talking to you.
1: Thanks for listening. Be sure to give the show a rating and don't forget to subscribe.